All spiritual growth is purely to consciously realize that we are all one and live every day in that positive mindset. The purpose of our lives is to complete an esoteric spiritual awakening and transformation where we are all consciously aware that we are one. The more we know about our higher selves intertwined with the universe and God as the essence of creation, the more meaningful it is to feel whole because we are one in the same. Everyone has energy within and the power transforms that energy into different vibrations and dimensions. Join Charlie May in the connection to self, your spirit guides and spirit angels. Ascend to higher frequencies, vibrations and other dimensions with the Spirit Guider. Welcome to the Spirit Guider. I'm your host, Charlie May. What's up, Lauren? Hi, how are you? The audience has been following you. You down in Florida. How was Mama Ayahuasca? Honestly, the most intense thing that I have ever been through, but the most incredible thing as well. I mean, truly a life-changing experience. You want to take us step-by-step from when you first entered into the program and take us through the whole weekend? Absolutely. Yeah. So I started down here, let's see, I think it was the 2nd of May or the 1st of May. And my retreat was May 5th and 6th. So I came down here and got settled and then drove back up to Orlando for the sacred feminine session. And when I got there, I was greeted by a bunch of the facilitators that work there. It's an awesome property. They've got a lot of different outdoor areas to partake in ceremony. They've got a little pond. They have a big maloka and then also two other lodges. I think it was the Lotus Lodge and the air-conditioned places where they hold ceremony. So did a full medical intake. So I already had submitted my forms with any medications, any allergies, family history, not to uh, the MD that works with them. So they reviewed that prior to me arriving. And then I did like a quick medical intake when I got there just to confirm all the information. And then I was clear to go. From there, they had a facilitator that came in and did an amazing breathwork exercise before we got started that evening. So that was about an hour long worth of breathwork. And then they had some lettuce wraps, a few just light snacks that went along with the diet that we had to follow. And then that evening, they started with opening ceremony where we went through kind of the rules, the regulations, just, you know, things that you needed to know. And then we started with the smoke cleansing ceremony, which was amazing. How many facilitators were there helping everybody? total? Oh man, there were probably, I mean, at least 20 people. So it was very, very well staffed. So these are, some of them are volunteers that have sat with the medicine before. Some of them are just practitioners and facilitators that wanted to hold space. And then you have more, there are like different levels of practitioners that were there. So some of them were trained in rape, which is a smokeless tobacco that is used to help encourage purging if you have something that's stuck that you need to get out. And so um, they're skilled with that. And then a lot of them are skilled with Reiki, just holding a lot of different levels of space, if you will. How Um, many attendees were at this function for the weekend? I want to say there were 40 women. 
Oh, that were there. Oh, good. Yeah. Maybe more, maybe a few more than that. Nice. Okay. Let's keep There may have been 60. I'm not 60. sure. I would have I would have to check. There were there were a lot of a whip. But you didn't feel left out or unattended no, to. No, no. And gotcha. you know, when I first got there, like I've never really felt safe with women before, not like women that I didn't know. I've never felt very welcomed into a community of women without prior to knowing them. And I think that a lot of women share that same feeling. We don't trust each other. We don't open to each other. It's very much so a competition or a just like need to have this wall up because we've been hurt by other women. It's a very odd feeling. But walking into that space, I was very apprehensive to begin with. Then almost immediately, the energy that was held there, it was just so like, hey, we're all in this. It was like a sisterhood. And I was able to really like open up and I connected with a few women right off the bat. And, you know, we were talking about how we felt, you know, what what would words would we use to describe if we were, you know, ready or scared or nervous or whatever it may be. And so I formed this bond with a few women right off the bat that were journeying next to me. So they use the term journey and for once you take the medicine, like where your um, mat is at. So I was very close proximity to these women and I all already felt like such a bond with them. So we started with the smoke ceremony where they light a fire and they do. So the the medical doctor is on staff. She's there the entire time. Uh, you have this beautiful, beautiful woman that leads the ceremony and she blesses the medicine and she's bringing everyone together and doing sort of like an opening prayer ceremony blessing of everyone in the medicine. And then they clear out any stagnant energies and just your field with the smoke ceremony that you go through and you have it like blown all up on you and you, then you take the cup of your medicine and you set your intention and then we all went back to our place where we were going to start our journey. And then we all drink together. So then there's one more final blessing. They're asking you to really set your intentions going through during the opening ceremony, the ceremony, they kind of go through expectations that people may have and how to really just prepare yourself on a mental, physical, and like spiritual level to receive the medicine, because it's just so different for everyone, the way that she works through. Then we all drank the medicine together. And that was the start of the first journey. About what time would you say the smoke ceremony started? I think the smoke ceremony started around six. The six, six to seven was the smoke ceremony. I would say, and the blessing of the medicine and like getting everyone through. And then we all, they made these little bracelets for us that we were able to pick out of a, a basket, which was really, really neat. And I didn't look which one I grabbed and the one I happened to grab said empowered. So that was just a nice little token that they were able to give us for our journeys as well. And what time did you take the medicine? Ayahuasca. So I think we drank around seven. And then, so I'll kind of take you through how the rest of it works. So after two hours, they, they give you an option to get a second cup of the medicine, which I'll get into that. But after we drank the first time, you know, you don't really know what to think. You're like sitting there, you're trying to go inward. I'm closing my eyes a lot. And I am, I have that like a blindfold on and I'm on this plush bed. That's awesome. in this air conditioned room. And I've got, you know, women surrounding me, they're playing music, women are singing. It's just a very like, Oh, I wish I could just put you in this scene. It, these women have the most amazing voices. It was just a very calming presence, right? I'm about an hour in and I'm all of a sudden I start feeling like my stomach, like I feel things like moving through my stomach and the biggest fear for me <laughs> going in, I did not want to shit my pants. Like I really was okay with throwing up with crying, whatever else needed to happen, but I did not want to shit my pants. So I'm laying there and I'm like feeling my stomach rumble. And I'm like, Oh God, here we go. Like, it's just not going to be good. 
in that moment, like I finally just surrendered to it because I kept like thinking, okay, what am, what am I supposed to feel like? What am I supposed to experience? What? And as when I was finally tired of doing that is when she started working and it was almost, now this is going to sound really bizarre, but it was almost like these galactic beings or these aliens came in and I just felt like the top of my skull kind of like lift up like they were like pulling something out of it it was the it was the weirdest thing it was like they were doing some type of a cleansing that needed to happen so I could receive the messages that were going to come through through mama Aya and then I felt all of this stuff moving through my gut and an intention for me had been like hey I really want to like heal my gut on a physical level to just make sure that my gut biome is like really supportive of the place that I want to be in physically for everything else to be working together and so I'm like laying there I'm like nothing's happening and then I heard her for the first time just like I'm doing what you wanted me to do like I'm in here cleaning out your gut you've got a lot of stuff in here a lot of stagnant energy like this has to be repaired before I'm going to take you deeper into your journey so I was like, okay. So I'm kind of like in and out of consciousness with within that first hour. And then it starts to like lighten up. And I'm like, okay, I hear other people around me getting sick. Not that I'm like turned off by that or like bothered by it, but I'm like, why am I not deeper into this journey? But it made sense to me now looking back, it's like there's some stuff that she needed to do prior to me getting sick. Because when you get sick, that medicine is coming back out and you want to keep it in your body for as long as you can so when you mean sick you mean th purge throw yeah up. like throwing up yep and you have a bucket and it's not like getting sick like when most people think about getting sick they're like oh i hate throwing up i mean most people don't like throwing up but at this point you have been fasting like you've been eating very clean there's not a lot of stuff in there that is going to be aggravating to your esophagus or your stomach to like get rid of. It's a lot energetic stuff. It's a lot of the toxins that are just dumping into your stomach that you're you're getting rid of. So it's not like you're getting sick like in the sense of like a hangover or anything else, if that makes sense. And I will say the medicine is disgusting. And the taste of ayahuasca, like just even talking about it right now, like my mouth is watering, like I can smell it. I can, oh, it is something that you don't want to like overdo it on. And the crazy thing with the medicine is that there's no right or wrong dosage for any person. Like a six foot man could take one serving of ayahuasca and be like deep, deep, deep into a trip. And then you could have like, you know, a hundred pound woman take three cups of ayahuasca and just feel the first trip of it. She, the dosage amount is really so specific to you and how she wants to work with the medicine. So it's kind of hard to know where to start at. So I started with one tablespoon like in my cup. And now next time when I go, I'm going to start off with two because I went into like a light trip for the first two hours. But then by the time I needed the booster, I took, I don't know, I think I did like a tablespoon and a half for the booster the second time. Then it kicked me into the full realm of seeing the visions being like deeply deeply in with the medicine to where I knew that I was in a different mental state than I was in the first two hours so for that part of the ceremony I was like hey I want to be outside so outside they had this beautiful fire pit and you could take your whole bed out there and so in Orlando it was temperature was amazing palm trees overhead the wind was blowing so we're, I'm outside around the fire with all these other women that have moved their beds out there. And there are just all these women that are out there and they're singing these Icaros and their, their voices are just so beautiful. I mean, they would be like, lean on me when you're not strong, I'll be your friend. So they would be singing like stuff like that, all different types of songs. 
And so you could just listen to them. And it was almost like you were in a dream. It was so, uh, I don't even know like what more to say about it. I was just, it was incredible. The night ceremony was incredible. Were people walking around or was this more they just took their mats and stayed in place? Were there Was there any, any frolicking? So after you drank the medicine, you want to be like laying down and be on your mat. So every, all of the participants are on their mats, but then there's other, all these other women that are dressed in white and they're walking around, they're holding space. Like if they need to bring you anything or just put their hand on your back or just help you with rape, you just will raise your hand and one of these women will come hold space with you, whether that's sit with you, give you Kleenex, you know, like be there while you're crying, like whatever you need, you just have to put your hand up and like one of the facilitators will come like hold space with you. Oh, gotcha. So the attendees are the ones laying down. Okay. Yep. So you've got the fire that's beautiful in the middle. You've got all these women. Some of them are playing guitar. They've got different Icaros. It's just incredible. So as I get into this journey, prior to, I had, on the last episode, I talked about what some of my intentions were. And I really thought that I had a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff with my dad that were, were huge blocks for me. And the whole first night ceremony was about removing and cleaning up stuff with my dad. And so it just took me to such a different place where I can see why he is the way he is and how that's affected me and like the forgiveness that I needed to give myself for the ways that I've showed up and like dishonored my body with this validation thing or, or the way that I hadn't loved myself completely. I think that's one of the hardest things for us as humans is, is the capacity at which we love ourselves. Because it's hard because, you know, we're told we're not enough. We're constantly comparing ourselves. We're constantly thinking that something's wrong with us that that doesn't make us whole. And what she did that night was just show me like the true essence of what it feels like to love myself completely and to know that I'm enough. It was the most beautiful thing. I mean, I cried and I cried. I didn't even really realize I was crying until I'm like, oh my God, my whole pillow is just soaking wet. And I remember this woman sitting behind me and she had the voice of an angel. So this woman became like my personal facilitator through the rest of the weekend. I mean, I just looked back at her and she would just sing and it was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard in my life. But it it was just, it it helped move this emotion and the, the stuff out of my body. And I ended up getting sick one time that night, but it was just very quick, like energetically released, purged. And then I had some crying. I cried for probably about an hour. And then she kind of brings you full circle. So once you surrender to like letting go of what you need to let go of, she brings you into this euphoric state where you just see like the connectedness of all of us and like the, the love that is this bond we all have. You know, it put me into a place with my dad that I'm like, I love you. I see you. I honor you. I honor myself. I, there isn't any resentment anymore with that relationship with him because I was able to like see all of what it was without the stories that I've attached to it. And then let that energy move. So that was intense. And I kept seeing my mom come in and I'm like, Hey, we got to deal with my mom's stuff. And and I was like, tomorrow, trust me, tomorrow we will get to your mother. And I'm like, damn, we need a whole ceremony for that. Like, I'm like, uh, you know, I thought this was going to be like a double dose of the dad shit. Right. But that ceremony closed out and it was just, I felt so much lighter. I text my mom after and I had been very transparent with them. Like, I don't want to speak to you 
until ceremony's over. I don't want your energy in my field. I want this to be so pure and so sacred for me. But like even the space I was able to move into after that first ceremony, it was like I had connected with a piece of myself that I'd never known before. What time did you finish the whole ceremony and was able to get back into yourself to be able to talk to your mother, come back into your own consciousness? Yeah, I want to say it was around midnight when I was finally done with the medicine, like it finally tapered off. And then I went inside and had like a little snack. And then I was in there with these girls that I had been journeying besides. And we, you know, we're like laughing, we're like talking about some stuff that had gone on. Some of us had had more intense journeys with like the purging aspect. And I want to talk about that too, because I had been very clear with Mama Aya. I am no stranger to purging and throwing up. Like you and I both did that with the Cambo. That's fine. Like I'm able to do that. But I really, really wanted to focus on moving energy with my breath. And so I had brought that up in my intention with her. And that's another thing I didn't bring up during ceremony. Like the first ceremony, I was breathing so deeply after I was like done crying. It was like I'd never breathed that deeply in my life. And like with every breath, I could feel energy and trauma being like moved out of my body. I mean, this is like breath work to the core. It's not just like taking like a shallow breath in and out like we do in, on an everyday basis. It was like breathing into my soul, if you will. A lot of my purging came from that. And so we kind of just all had like a little recap of what we went through and then went back to our mats. I slept outside until like four or five and then moved my mat back inside and, and slept till like seven. Then that was kind of the end of the first go around with Mama Aya. What did you do the next day? When did the ceremony start? The next day, let's see, we got up and we didn't eat because we didn't, you don't want to like have anything in your stomach to really like purge. So we all just kind of like hung around. We had some water. Uh, we did like this rhythmic static dance. I think that's what it is it, where you were just like moving your body and it was helping to open up these energy channels and just really be present in your body. So we did that. That was about an hour. And then, um, after that, we had day ceremony. So I want to say day ceremony started at 10 and we did it outside. So we went into this like grove of trees that was like all covered and they took the beds out there. I mean, it was beautiful. There was a breeze. They brought like all the sound bowls out, all the instruments and everything. We were just set up outside in this like little sanctuary area. So same thing with that. We did like the smoke ceremony and then we took our first cup. So they blessed the medicine. I did two, I did a tablespoon and a half to start out with. So that was more than what I did the night before. Blessed the medicine and I fought it. So I fought going into ceremony for like the first hour, I want to say. I'm like laying there and I'm like, again, other people are journeying. I'm not journeying yet. And I'm like, what, what is going on? And the whole time I'm just hearing this internal dialogue with myself, like you're not surrendering. And I'm like, I am surrendering. Like my mind is saying I'm surrendering, but like my whole essence was not surrendering. So then I get like this attitude and I'm like, Hey, I get an attitude myself, but I like raise my hand. And I asked one of the practitioners, I was like, Hey, can I like go ahead and take another dose? And they're like, no, you have to wait two hours we all drank again together. And so I'm like, great. They're like, you know, just really try to, you know, call her in and like work with her right now because you're fighting it. So I go lay back down and then the they ring like a gong or like a, whatever it's called, a bell when it's time to do the, the second serving. And I just like, oh, thank God. Like I say that under my breath, nobody heard me, but I mean, mama, I heard me. So I get up to get this, my 
two tablespoons of medicine. So my like second cup of medicine. And as soon as I sit down with it, then I start to feel so sick to my stomach. Like I just hear her. She was like, you know what? You're going to be a dick about it. And you didn't think that that was enough to work. Like I'm going to, I'm going to show you what you could have been doing for the last two hours. Had I, had you have just surrendered. So I started to get so sick. Like I am trying to breathe through it. I have my bucket in front of me. Like I think I'm about to puke. And all the while I have this second cup of medicine sitting next to me. And just from getting up and getting it, she like kicked it in. So then I, I feel like I got sick a couple times. And then I like looked over at my girlfriend and she's like really going through it. And I just like looked at her and she's sitting with her cup and hasn't drank it yet. And we're probably like 30 minutes we've been sitting with this cup. And I'm like, fuck it. I am going in hard on this ceremony today. Like there's stuff that I need to clear. And I am not only clearing for me, but I'm clearing for my mom. And like, I came here to do this. I'm doing it. So grabbed my cup of ayahuasca, shot it back like, Oh God, confused. And I just like sit there with it. And so like the longer you can keep the medicine down, the more chance you give it to work with your body. So I felt so, so nauseous for probably like another hour. And, but about 30 minutes after that, it really started to kick in. Then I started seeing like all the geometric stuff. Like I started seeing the visions. She comes through in like a snake form a lot of times. And people think that snakes are like bad. They're really not. It's kind of, it's really hard to like describe what you see and what you feel unless you've been through it. Who decides how much ayahuasca you get. Can I tell them, hey, I need more with serving number one? So they start everyone, if it's your first time taking the medicine, they start everybody off with one tablespoon. And so some of these, and this is a concentrate. So it's very, it's not like a cup. I think if you go do it with other tribes, they give you like a cup. It's much more of the liquid. This is like very concentrated down. So you don't have to do like a large amount of it, but they start everybody off with a tablespoon to begin with. And then at, when you go back to get more, you can tell them, hey, like I want to do two tablespoons because really like you get told, like I was told I needed two to start with next time, the next time I do it. And I was told by the second ceremony, I need to start with one and a half. But you have to wait two hours to even get the next serving, correct? Yes, but that so much of it is based in your mind, like a, a teaspoon of that or a tablespoon of that should send you into a trip. It's just how much you fight it. The dosage works like according to whatever that person needs. So if I would have surrendered into it more within that first two hours, I would have been journeying long before I did. What was holding you back from surrendering? I couldn't tell you. I don't know if it was just this expectation of what I thought it would be like. It, I couldn't tell you. It just, I know that it took me like fighting with my ego to like lay it down to not be in control. And sometimes that happens for people. Sometimes it doesn't. I think now knowing what I know, I won't fight it like I did. But again, it's pretty common for everybody to do that their first time because you just don't know what to expect. But you definitely can tell them like, hey, I want to after you've done it one time, they're kind of like, whatever. Like, do you want to start with three? Do you want to start with two? Um, my girlfriend started with three on the day ceremony. So it's really up to you and however deep you want your journey to go. So they're not like rationing it and saying like, oh, you can't have more. They're just, they want you to start with an amount and then wait that two hours because they kind of want to keep everybody on like the same trip time. Is there a limit? I don't know. I wonder what would have happened if I would have said, I need five, man. Give me 10, 10 tablespoons. Uh, you would be crying. I mean, 
it's so intense and it's so you don't even think that way when you when you're there because once you experience the sacredness of the medicine it's like you don't want more than you need because like the potency of it is like what she deems appropriate in your body so that's what i was saying by like a six foot man taking like one tablespoon and this 100 pound woman taking three like the potency of that medicine is decided by what mama aya thinks you need and that's why they start everybody off with one Yeah. And that's why I got sick. So sick too. Like on the day ceremony, I was like being cocky about it. I was like, I need more. I really didn't need more. I just needed to surrender. And so by the time I got that second cup in front of me, that's when she started kicking it into a really intense trip. And I hadn't even touched the second cup yet. So it was kind of like, see how this works? Like you don't control it. I do. It was very, it was bizarre. (laughs) If you did it again, would you surrender and just do one tablespoon? No, I would do, I would start with two tablespoons just because I've done it now. But I would be, I know my trips would go like immediately in because like I'm now, I've been integrating all of this and I like know what it's about. There's not a fear. Like I'm just ready for whatever needs to be brought up. So is it always a second, for instance, you have one serving, then you have the second serving, and then it's over. Do they ever do a third serving, or it's over after two? It's every ceremony, they just serve twice. But like I said, some people start journeying like on that first cup. And so I think next time I will journey on the first cup too. So then it'll be like a full like four to five hour straight journey. But I almost think for me, with the intensity of like the two hour two and a half hour journeys that I was on. I don't know if I could have done that for a full four to five hours, if that makes sense. And I think she knew that. How long did it take for it to be out of your system for you to start coming to? Is it the four hours, four to five hours? Uh, Yeah, I want to say like around hour five, five and a half, because you go through the trauma part and the stuff that you need to release. And then after that happens, I would say like the last hour 45 minutes is really euphoric. It's like, it feels like you're being born again for the first time. Like it's very, very wild. Like all your senses are heightened. Like your, your senses are heightened. Your skin feels incredible. You just feel so incredible in your body. Like the light, the breeze, the nature, everything, you just feel so connected to at the end of it. So it's like she rewards you for for going through like the stuff that you need to go through to get to that euphoric, like we are one. There's so much more to this life than what we've ever could have imagined feeling. What did you learn about yourself day ceremony? You didn't let us know. Oh, day ceremony. So I had a lot of stuff with my mom that I did not realize that I had. A lot of my ability to love myself was tied to some trauma that my mom hasn't been able to love herself. It kind of takes a hold of you. And and Aya just showed me like, you don't need these things. Like being able to feel and be alive is so much more powerful than like holding on to any of I just remember like seeing my mom and, and I called over one of the facilitators and I was like, I needed to free my mom. I just can't set her free. And I remember the facilitator looking at me and she was like, Lauren, you can't heal your mom until you've been able to do that for yourself. And so I like saw this vision of this. It started off as like a panther that was like circling around my mom, like very protective of her. And I was like coaxing this cat, this big cat to come to me. And I was like trying to like kill it, like strangle it. And I just heard mama Aya say like, you can't kill this with hate or with force. Like you have to kill, you have to free this with love. And so then this cat turned into like this serpent. And I was like, you know, you see in the movies, like people like playing that playing music to like charm a snake. 
Yeah. I was like charming the snake over to me and the snake gets onto my lap and then it's like back into this cat form. And I was like able to like love it and release it. And at that time, I really felt like I needed to purge and I couldn't throw up. So I called over one of the practitioners and she administered rapids where they blow tobacco up your nose and it like it sends you into another dimension. I mean, this shit set me back, like blew me back to the back of my brain. This stuff was working. I was like, holy hell. And then I almost got sick. And then I just started like, I asked her to sit with me and she just had her hand on my back and was just like stroking my hair. And she was like, you're safe. You're safe to let this go. And I just started crying. And there was so much like self hate and shame and all of these things that like, I could see through my mom, things that she had experienced, but I, that I also was holding myself, like a lot of trauma, a lot of grief in my womb space. And it was just such like a connection with the feminine essence of like being a mother, being a woman, being this fierce, powerful creation, creative individual. It was just all of this was like coming through me. And then I finally was able to like purge out that demon, if that's what I want to call it, like that was protecting my mom. And I was like able to free my mom. But through that, I was able to free myself. And then it went into this very euphoric space of like me being really connected to my womb space and like to my feminine energy and to my sensual side. And just like this power that was cultivated inside of me. It was nothing that I've ever, ever felt in my life. And not only to feel that with me, but then to look around and see all of these other women going through it together as well. The most powerful thing. Anyone that wants to remember who they are or know themselves to like a different level, like this is powerful, powerful medicine that truly will change your life. I mean, through that ceremony, a piece I left out was, you know, these women are singing these beautiful songs and like, I've always wanted to sing. And I just never thought that I had like a great voice to sing. I've always thought it was like horrible all of a sudden. Like, I mean, again, connecting back to my breath, I was like breathing in such a rhythmic way that I started like singing during the ceremony. And my girlfriend like put her hand on me and she started singing too. And it was almost like we were collectively healing for the rest of the women. Like what was coming through in that breath and in that song, it was so beautiful. And it was that lean on me song that we did. These women had been singing prior to me singing, but then all of a sudden I, like, I could just only hear myself. One of the women came over to me and she just put her hand on my back and she goes, don't stop. Like, don't stop singing. I just like, let it rip. <laughs> and I'm like, is this me? Like, holy hell. And after ceremony was done, we were laying there. A couple of the girls around me were like, thank you. You singing, like what was coming out of you, like helped bring me through what I was struggling through. Like that was the most beautiful thing. And I'm like, wait, what? I couldn't even see the beauty in it because I, I couldn't even believe that that came out of me. And then now I feel like I can use my voice. There's like a different breath that's associated with my voice that comes out now. And especially when I'm trying to sing or when I'm, even when I'm speaking, I feel like it's coming out differently. It's just a whole new connection to the breath that I know I've never had before. Do you keep in touch with any of the women at the ceremony? Yeah. So I actually talk to uh, my girlfriend, Soraya. I talk to her every day. And there's a couple more that we're like in a group chat with. I actually am going to connect with Soraya um, before I head back to Indy. Cause she's up a little bit north of me and we're going to, you know, spend a couple days together. I just, this is a bond that I have with these women that is deeper than some of my longest standing friendships, because you just go through something with these women that, that bond you literally for life. It's, it's so, so powerful. Who are you today compared to the woman before ayahuasca? Mm, that's a good question. I am, 
I am so much more in my feminine now than I have ever been in my feminine in my entire life. So like the forgiveness that happened with my dad, that same thing happened with my mom. Like I can see the struggles that she's gone through and I can see the pain that she carries still. And like, it's, it it has brought in a whole new sense of empathy and compassion for people and, and what they're struggling with and what they're going through. And then also it's, it's brought me back to, you know, my creation energy, my womb space, a big piece of this being down here in Florida was to work on my preconception programs and ways to help women conceive and get pregnant without having to use IVF and using more natural means to get their bodies in balance and and to connect spiritually and emotionally to their bodies and their womb space. And like now I'm able to, I found a program that like fit with exactly what I, with what I needed. And I'm in the process of becoming a board certified fertility coach. And so it's like, it's tied everything together in this beautiful wrapping paper that I just didn't know was possible. I mean, I, I listened to my body. I listened to my emotions. I feel like I am, I had the masculine piece all along, but now I have the feminine piece that is like balance out everything that I needed to balance. Wow. Would you do it again? Yes. So I think that, you know, our healing is never done. Like I know that there's always more that I could dig into and, and this was just the first journey with her and it was incredible. And you know, the journey continued afterwards too for like four to five days after I was out of ceremony in my dreams, I was still going back into ceremony. Like she was still working with me. I was having these vivid dreams I was singing the Icaros. I was connecting with her like every time I would go out to the ocean and I can still feel her presence with me like even now. And so I definitely will be going back to revisit her again when I feel called to do so. I may even do it on my way back to Indiana. I don't know. It's just one of those things that she kind of like calls to you when it's time to to do some more work. Can you remind the listeners of the facility where you did the ceremony in Florida? Yes. So I did um, my journey at a place called Soul Quest Church of Ayahuasca, which is located in Orlando. And the reason that they can serve medicine there is because they are sanctioned as a church. They are serving it through the Church of Ayahuasca. They have incredible, incredible facilitators. I mean, they really know what they're doing. They've got They've just, they've got it down. They have men's only uh, weekends that they do. Then they have the sacred feminine ceremonies that they do. And then they have multiple co-ed journeys that they're doing. I mean, they're constantly having journeys. The schedule is listed on their website. I've actually talked to like a lot of people that I know that are now considering going and checking it out. And their prices are, are very reasonable. And it's an experience that you can get here in the United States without having to travel to another country. I mean, I think that that's a whole other experience in itself to be able to go do it with specific shamans from specific tribes. I think that there's just unique healing journeys within each of the experiences. You could book with them directly online and do your intake form. It's incredible. I would I would check them out for sure. Any advice for our listeners, information, creative thoughts that you would love to supply to the listeners that may have any questions on your journey? There's a lot of stigma around working with plant medicines or like doing some of these psychedelic drugs. I would just invite you to sit with what feels good for you. Because they really, really are such healing modalities that can be used, especially when done in a setting that is appropriate, like at Soul Quest. Or for instance, if you're wanting to start with something a little bit less than ayahuasca, if you're wanting to try like psilocybin or, you know, journey with some of these other uh, modalities before going right to the to the mama. To find a practitioner or a facilitator that can hold space, I am actually starting to offer these for people in in my area. Eventually, I'm going to 
I have a facility where I can offer a lot more. And once I figure out where I'm going to be at for good, I would just invite you to start getting familiar with plant medicine. If this is going to be a part of your healing journey and to keep an open mind and make sure you're just with an experienced practitioner or facilitator and surrender. That is the key. Surrender, surrender, surrender. Let go of the ego. Mm -hmm. Have an intention on what you'd like to see, but don't be tied to an expectation of how it's supposed to go. Let your soul drift where the light meets the darkness. Yeah, because you can't have the light without the dark. And the dark is, the dark can be beautiful. I mean, it's a beautiful thing to get through some of this trauma and to be able to release it. I mean, it's incredibly freeing to do that. So as we close, where's your life headed in the next couple months, girl? So since being down in South Florida, I have met some of the most amazing people. I have such a community of people down here already, which just blows my mind. I've extended my stay, so I'm going to be down here through July. And then I think I may head over to Arizona. I may come spend some time in Colorado. I don't know. Um, Originally, I thought that I was going to move out west in October and I'm just not sure yet if that's if that's the right place. For, imagine I would love South Florida as much as I do, so I could end up back here. I could. It's TBD to be determined. Just I'm not tied. I'm not tied to anything, and it feels it feels amazing. I am free. I really am free. You are free. Be free. I love you. <laughs> I love you. This is the Spirit Guider with Charlie May.